And we're on. Hi! Hello, everyone. Wow, that was really loud. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the one wearing headphones. Just because you're wearing headphones. <laughs> yeah, don't worry. I'm going to put the headphones on you so you can feel perfectly uncomfortable. Uh-huh. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks. Yeah, you just uh, escorted the dog outside to quiet the, the podcast setting here in this living yeah, room. Yeah, I took the children out. The children out? Yeah. Mm. The screaming children. Um, yeah. So. Hey, everybody. It's been a while. Yeah. Yeah. How has your day? How's your weekend been? That's pretty good. I feel like um, these three day weekends are uh, something I could get used to. I know. I'm actually I'm looking at November and we have Veterans Day and we have Thanksgiving and I'm like, why not just make every weekend in November a three day weekend? You mm-hmm. know, just like round it out. And then I'm like, but what about December? What about? Yeah, it just keeps going. Exactly. See, once people get accustomed <clears throat> to a certain lifestyle, it's hard to take it away from them. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. But, you know, I think, like, four-day work weeks have been proven to be uh, a success for everyone. Well, yeah, because nobody's actually working eight hours a day, five days a week. Yeah. You're not, like, allowed to admit that, but everyone knows it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Everyone does know it. <laughs> everyone does know it. Yeah, so we just, uh, the beginning of November, I don't know, I feel like the beginning of November as, like, pumpkin season turns to turkey season, and then we're already on the conveyor belt of the extravaganza of American holidays. Yeah, in the thick. Yeah, like Halloween is, we were talking about, maybe a couple days ago, about Halloween is the holiday where you, like, embrace the darkness, Whereas the, you know, Christmas and Hanukkah and all the sort of like the solstice, winter solstice mm-hmm, holidays mm-hmm. are all about preserving the light. Yeah. And, uh, you know, all the society has within it and all the structures they've built. Yeah. Yeah. I, I feel like uh, the the whole like Halloween poses or Samhain or whatever that time, it, once you like start getting into fall, which it was very appropriate this year, it started getting really dark and gloomy, like right after Halloween and like right around Halloween but once you start getting there you're like oh no it's all darkness and you're kind of like in that spooky mood but then a few weeks later you're like okay but how do I like get comfort in this time so really it's it's appropriate yeah yeah uh, the like <laughs> level of coziness that people have, the layers of just like fur or like sweatpants—not <laughs> actual fur, but, like furry looking, fu- fuzzy, fuzz, fuzzy looking stuff Sometimes and sweatpants. Yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, it's really sinking in. People watching TV. And we, we spent the day doing art, so that was fun. We yeah. were just uh, watching uh, the White Lotus, the first episode of the new season. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, I, I'm looking forward to more of that. I feel like I'm always and forever, and everyone is always like, I want more creativity in my life. I want more art. And you never sit, as Kelly, your housemate's um, partner said, um, and our friend uh, said, like, you never actually make time for it. You never actually feel like you have time for it. And, like, I had to make this three-day weekend happen so that I could, like, feel like I had enough time, you know, like a day on either side yeah. to really, like, get into Saturday. Yeah, yeah. It really only have, like, one day because Sunday is the lead-up to the week and yeah. Friday is the sort of turning down of the week. That's why we need three-day weekends. Mm-hmm. If we've learned anything. Yeah. Well, I just cut down my hours and a half at work, so that's great. I feel like I have all this extra time now to... 
Well, if, okay, it seems like I have extra time, but the days just go by so fast. Yeah, you're going to like, fill it, though. I have time to do maybe two, three things every day. Yeah. And that's it. There's, I, don't, I don't know that there's, like, such a thing as extra time. I think there's, like, there's the same amount of time, but, like, you just, like, you structure it how you structure it. And without work, you have to just, like, find that new structure. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I'm sneaking, opening up some M&Ms uh-huh. here in the corner. <laughs> oh, you hear that? Oh, yeah. Yeah, just lean in. Here, I'm going to add some, like, mm-hmm. clinking of the, uh, mm-hmm. oh, wow. That was it? Huh. I just put on the headphones. Hey, you could you I know, be a right? YouTube star. <laughs> We're in on this. Okay, you're right. I'm going to try one. <laughs> No, we can both put our headphones in here. We can both have headphones oh, yeah. to this. You know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Have you ever tried ASMR for relaxation? Mm. No, it's hard for me to, like, mm, not just start laughing, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I've had the, uh, or I've listened to the videos where you're trying to, you're sort of trying to guess what, the, what prop they're using. Hmm. Um, and you hear this. Or I'll just, like, close my eyes and somebody else will be, like, watching the video. And I'll be like, hey, I think that's a this. And it's not it's not ever what I think it is. Yeah. It's very hard to identify. Hmm. I'm sorry. I'm peanut m m Uh-huh. But, um, ooh. So, speaking of watching stuff, uh, what spooky movies did you watch this season? Mm, did you I'm, fill your quota? No, of course not. Um, I feel like I have to either watch, like, not super scary movies around you, or anytime we do dip our toes into something a little more intense, I have to, like, create this whole caveat about, well, it's really a movie about this concept and these philosophical concepts, or it's really, it's a, to try to, like, build it up as some sort of prestige experience of, like, deep thought. Yeah, mm-hmm. I don't, I don't know. I, I think... I think you've just got to give me, like, this, the rating on the scale of, like, how scary it is. But th- that's, I feel like different people are I know that's very subjective. It's very et hard to do that. So, yeah, yeah I've, I've touched on that, like, I can tolerate folk horror, or I, I can tolerate anything that kind of has, like, um, witchy or nature at its center, you know, like, questioning the, the boundaries of, of humans and their relationship with nature, et cetera. Like, that's kind of interesting to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we watched The Blair Witch Project, uh, what, maybe a month ago? Mm-hmm. And uh, I think I've seen that about three times. I, I own that movie on DVD. Uh-huh. And um, I remember when it first came out. Like, I didn't, I didn't see it when it first came out. I was about nine years old. I was way too young to watch it. But I remember like hearing about it when it first came out and the sort of cultural phenomenon of people finding this tape and not knowing if it was real or not and that being part of the marketing scheme. And, mm-hmm. uh, and I finally watched it and I was like, oh, nothing actually happens <laughs> in the movie, really. Nothing happens and everything happens. My heart was racing. I was like really tense. Yeah. You were like burrowing your head. Yeah, it was. Just away from most of it. I'll, I'll just, you know, on the Fiona rating for all those who like know, you know, like they're, they're more at my level. It was, it was, a definitely one that like sticks with you. I don't think it was scary. I think it was anxiety inducing. Yeah. Like, there wasn't like any like horrific sights. 
It was just a general sites, feeling. But there of... definitely was an implication of horrific, horrific action. Mm-hmm. I mean, like one of their, yeah, one of their party is like screaming off in the distance and you're like, what is happening? There's just a lot of like nighttime horror where you're like, you just don't know. That's when the unknown is like penetrating mm-hmm. their encampment. Exactly. Yeah. And we were talking earlier today about how like that in that movie she keeps saying that no one gets lost in America anymore. They say that mm-hmm. line like two or three times throughout it. Yeah. And how like to me it's just them venturing out into the cold like unknown wilderness that yes still exists in even in uh, you know 20th century America or like the turn of the turn of the century America to the 21st century. Um you can like st- there are still dark places out there. Mm-hmm. Um mm-hmm. and it's a kind of uh um, recapturing of the modern imagination of the like old fears from the folky world. Yeah, honestly, like comparing that to the witch, I feel like there are a lot of similar themes of what's in the woods. You know, like once they venture into the woods, they can just like fall outside of time and place and and just get completely lost. And that's like a big thing with. Um, with fairy lore and Celtic uh, mythology, with like you, if you step into the wrong thing, if you like, if you step into a ring of mushrooms, or if you step like, if you venture into like a fairy hill or something, like you just like you get lost in time, and like hundreds of years could pass. It's like the once you're in this other space, once you cross that boundary, the um, the same like you're you're not in the same like laws of time and space you're outside of them and that's maybe just a reflective of like once you get lost in nature you're not like in i don't know you're not within the human bounds anymore and and human constructs don't really apply anymore mm-hmm. which i like to explore but my like my boss has been talking about how uh, she and her husband like to go hunting on weekends. And she was, so like right after I watched that movie, I went into work and she's like, I was like, how was your weekend? And she's like, oh, you know, I went hunting and like we make it a whole weekend thing. We go camping, we set up. We're like, it's just us and the quiet and peacefulness of the woods, just like far away from anyone and everyone. And I was like, man, I usually am into that, but not right now. Mm -hmm. I don't know when I can go get lost in the woods (laughs) again. Remember, I wrote a poem and like poetry one in college called like Hylophobia. Apparently, Hylophobia means fear of trees. Oh. Mm-hmm. Hmm. I think it's something that I've, I've like always had. I think it's like every time you grow up in a natural environment that has a kind of power to it, you have this this respect and awe, and awe includes fear, like mm-hmm. of that. Whether that's like big mountains or forests or swamps. So people have a fear of. When I when you first said that, I thought I was thinking like fear of heights because you said high low, but like it's just a fear. <laughs> high low phobia. <laughs> I have high phobia. Fear of high places. <laughs> yeah, fear of going from high to low very quickly. Um, but it's a fear of just trees, mm-hmm. just being around them. Like they're. Uh, I don't know like what there. it stems from psychologically. It's just it is what it is. It's fear of trees. Huh. Okay. Yeah. I think, like, the way they're shaped are kind of scary, too. Sometimes mm-hmm. they look like, I don't know, like uh, centipedes sometimes with all their little legs sticking out. Or 
kind of old, decrepit men, like, hunching over and Mm -hmm. grabbing you with their claws. Um, Yeah. Well, mm -hmm. that was, like, part of our uh, art just now. You you got me thinking of, like, roots and tendrils with, Mm. or just, like, repeating patterns of, of things. And um, I I was doodling the the like Celtic tree of life, which um, is kind of like the central theme of that whole motif is uh, as as above as uh, as above so below. Like it's the same sort of structure. The the branches and the roots are mirror images of each other, and it's a very like sort of continual kind of like Ouroboros form of the branches and the roots hmm yeah I was listening to the uh, Bjork describing her new album her new mushroom themed album she was like uh, this is not the uh, uh, some people think that this, the, the, it's about the roots you know the root. I can't do a Bjork impression <laughs> <laughs> it's Icelandic <laughs> it's about the roots but no it's, uh, mushrooms are not the uh, roots like if I was going to make a root album it would be very different <laughs> very so, you know somber and uh, serious and cold. And mushrooms are silly. They have a personality. Oh I love her associations. I could. I mean, people do just make spoofs of like Bjork, the uh, the like hostess in the airplane or something. You know, mm-hmm. um, just fascinated by everything. Yeah, right? yeah. childlike wonder. Exactly. Yeah. <sighs> Yeah, um, this is funny because we watched uh, Blair Witch Project, and then as a palate cleanser, we decided to watch a reality show. We've uh-huh. been we've been like on a reality show kick ever since. Um, oh yeah, we started watching. What was that first one? Um, the Ultimatum. The Ultimatum. Yeah, yeah, yeah that one. <laughs> that one felt really intense <laughs> because it's about like pre-existing couples sort of getting the opportunity to like date another person to yeah. see if they can either like bre- like they either like break up with their current person, just start dating this other person, or marry the original person. Something about, like, break up, marry, or kill. Or yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Fuck, marry, or kill. Yeah, that that premise was wild. Like, most of the premises are really wild, where you just, like, you know, are your relation... It, it, they don't usually come in as couples. Usually it's, like, you... Um, you, you meet them on the show. Yeah, you meet them on the show, you explore. But always, always the drama stems from jealousy. And it's like, you came onto the show knowing that you'd be like, you know, one of many and you're all sort of in, thrown in this pool together. And then people just get like jealous and they're like, I look at you as my husband or my mm-hmm. future wife. And it's like... <laughs> you met him three weeks ago. <laughs> you, you just met him. <laughs> you just did a body painting exercise. And also then. you like went on knowing that this was the premise. Yeah, yeah. Well, kind of, it's like, okay, how much of that is, like, staged, you know, like, a a performance? Like, you're going on that show knowing that you're going to be, you know, put through this weird test and stuff. But more importantly, you're going on that show knowing you're going to be on TV. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so this idea of, like, a reality show, it's called a reality show, you know, differentiating itself from fake shows. It's like, no, 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 it reassures (laughs) you, this is real. This is reality. And yet there is a whole like fake performative aspect to that that is undeniable and also totally hard to even identify when you're watching it because you don't know how much of it is like real reaction versus them putting on a performance to become famous on the show to ultimately increase their Instagram following. Yeah. Whereas like when you're watching the Blair Witch Project, we realize, oh, there's actually a lot of strange similarities and parallels between these two 
real reality, quote unquote, uh, depictions of, of of life, I guess. Whereas, like, you're watching a hidden camera documentary that's supposed to like have signifiers that it's real. The shaky camera. There had not never been like a shaky camera kind of found footage horror before, right. before this. Referring to the Blair Witch. Mm-hmm. And. Um, and like so it's like you're watching something that is is coded as real but you know it's completely not real like they they know they went to go out and film this movie mm-hmm. but at the same time there's like a scene in the Blair Witch where they're like stressed out they're hungry they're lost and they are like t- talking openly about what the camera means why they're still filming mm-hmm. in the midst of this horrific stressful situation they're yeah like, yeah somehow i feel like i need to keep filming because it somehow makes this less real and makes yeah. reality less real yeah. by filming it. So it's like this age-old question of like cinema. Does cinema uh, um, record reality? Or does, does cinema reflect reality? Or does it like change the reality? You mm-hmm. Know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Does it alter the, the, the actor's uh, performances? Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, there's a lot to go into there with uh, whether people are just on reality dating shows for you know the ig followers or the ig the ig followers or uh you know how much what they're really like looking to get out of that but it was it was really interesting um uh i felt like uh even even though well (laughs) for the entire blair witch i thought it was real (laughs) like (laughs) I was like, sucker. oh, this is real. Yeah. Oh. No, that's terrifying thinking that's real. Yeah, <laughs> that's it absolutely is. terrifying. It is. Yeah. And I mean it it, it it becomes a reality in my mind. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. But on, you know, watching reality TV, I'm like, this is obviously like so staged and fake. Um got in that nice crunch. Mm-hmm. That crunch. Um, no. Yeah. You, would you want to be on a reality show? Ooh, good question. Uh yeah, I mean, like if I was getting money for it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Which one would you want to be of the ones that we've seen? Oh, of like Ultimatum or um, the Cosmic Love is the one we're on right now. No, and then Too Hot to Handle. Right? Oh, and Too Hot to Handle. Right, right, yeah. right. Oh, definitely Too Hot to Handle. Yeah. It's like a sweet setup. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they just are like kind of in the pool, you know, lounging, getting their workout on. Yeah. Like they just get... I don't know, like, flow. The ultimatum out to... is, like, you could, like, fuck up your actual relationship and you get no money. Yeah, <laughs> I know. There's that... no money at the end. Yeah. You, your reward is you get married to the person that you just had a very stressful situation with. Yeah. <laughs> I liked, though, that um, several people on the ultimatum at the end were, like, no. Like, how about we actually just, like, take the money and go, like, on a trip together? Yeah. <laughs> Right. Wait, they give you money at the end of that? I felt like gaming the system. Um, well, like, that was one of the things was two of the people that met up, and they didn't actually end up doing this, we found out later, but two of the people were like, hey, we're not ready for marriage, like, in, in the ultimate scene, we're not ready for marriage, but how about we just, like, go take a trip together and get yeah. to know each other? Imagine that. I was like, that is gaming the system. I love it. Yeah. It's strange yeah. at, like, this point in time having reality shows about desperate, you know, 27-year-olds who are, like, desperately trying to get married. It's just, like, I don't feel like that is an age. I feel like a lot of these people on these shows are not in a position where they... Just, nobody gets married that young. 
And yet that's the appeal. That's the fascination because it kind of is a zeitgeist. It's like boomers versus millennials. Like I get asked, I get asked about my marriage and family planning plans all the freaking time. And so you like, I don't really. Yeah. (laughs) But you like, yeah, you throw those people onto this reality show and I'm like, yeah, this is real. This is, Mm -hmm. this is kind of like, I feel like my, my parents are the, are the people like who would put me on a show like this (laughs) out of like frustration. If they could like send you away Mm -hmm. involuntarily. Not to boarding school. But a naughty girl. (laughs) You've spent too long not getting married. Off you go. (laughs) Diddling around with these boys. Yeah. Diddling. (laughs) (laughs) You need to go do, you know, like push-ups with a bunch of like beached bods somewhere. Yeah, 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 yeah. Just have the tension just like ooze off of each other so you have no choice but to just fall in love with the sunset behind you. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah. I, I could fall in love over some uh, floating chocolate-covered strawberries in a in a hot tub. Right? Yeah. <laughs> sounds sounds, sounds like doable. Just, just be, like, melting into <laughs> the tub. <laughs> they had that, like, a floating tray of, like, whatever. I would, I would make love to you in Pretty Fonka's chocolate hot tub. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, a chocolate hot tub. Yes, definitely. That would sweep me off my feet. Mm-hmm. Suck you down the drain. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. But I don't know. How would you do on a reality show? What, how would I do? What do would you ha- what kind of motivations do you think would compel you to join something like that? Yeah, yeah. Um, I think like just uh, honestly the idea of like speed dating. Because I feel like uh-huh. there's so many little intermingling. People are like, oh, if I was if I was on a reality show, I would just like stir shit up and they like, make so much drama. Yeah. Just to, but the thing is I, as fun as that would be, I feel like that's still against my nature, even if there's, like, no stakes to it. Mm-hmm, I, like, mm-hmm. still just kind of want to, like, swim around and flirt with people. Uh-huh. <laughs> and that's basically what I would do <laughs> in those shows. It's like, great, finally there's, like, a form where I can just kind of speed date a bunch of people. Yeah. Uh, you know, and get out of there. <laughs> my friend Julia, who's been a previous guest on here, was telling me about weed dating and that is not oh, yeah. what you think it is. It's it's uh, going gardening with people and, like, doing little gardening projects while you, like, get to know people. And it's like, all right, move to the next flower bed. Yeah. Move to the next flower bed. Wait, so you have two people all gardening together and they, like, switch places? Well, it's, like, a group of people and you, I guess, you like, you sign up for it so you get paired. And you go in, like, your first pair, you're, like, doing a little gardening project and then they switch it up. And you're, like, with someone else for another gardening project or Mm -hmm. task. Yeah. I think I can get into that. That's cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, because it's, like, it's easier to, in a lot of cases, not for me, I found, but for a lot of people to, like, connect with someone while they're doing an activity. Oh, yeah. Essential. Essential. Yeah. I'm not as good of a multitasker as that. I kind of need to be, like, sitting in front of them being, like, what's up? Intense stare. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, I was uh, born and bred as, like, a street canvasser, so I have this, like creepy intensity sometimes <laughs> that I have to rein in. Yeah, you might need to tone that down. Mm-hmm. With strangers. Strangers. Um, yeah, but uh, get my hands dirty in that situation. Yeah. I think I, so I watched um, a lot of MTV growing up. Mm-hmm. Uh, me and my friend Max, like we would just watch, he had like MTV 2, MTV 3, MTV 8, whatever, on all the time. And we watched like you know, the, like, Jackass Generation and Viva La Bam and, like, Wild Boys and all these, like, gross-out, like, prank shows where someone, mm-hmm. like, you know, shoved a 
fish hook through their dick and jumped in the ocean or something. Or just like, just, just, just really <laughs> yeah. weird stuff. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let's put a bunch of midgets on like a wheelbarrow and like roll them down a hill into like a paint pool or just like stuff like that. that that's like <laughs> oh a nineties, early two thousands, like skater. Right. Dude, right. Just like desensitizing humor. yourself. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Um, and this is like before the Instagram fail videos existed. So they had to be kind of monopolized by one group of people. Mm hmm. Um, and then, let's see, I watched, uh, like, Pimp My Ride, and that was a good one, and then I watched, um, it was that first generation of reality show, The Real World, which I didn't really watch, that was kind of before my time, um, but then I remember when Jersey Shore came out in, like, 2011, I think, or 2010, and that's when I remember a reality show coming out that was almost, like, post-trashiness. Where it was, like, trashy, but people were suddenly were, like, hip to it. Uh-huh. And were, like, oh, this is, like, it's, like, we're, like, ironically watching this. Or, like, this is... Like, everyone was watching that, yeah. Yeah, everyone was watching it. It was wild, yeah. But, like, reality shows were on for at least a decade before that. Um, but it was, like, considered trash TV. Not that Jersey Shore wasn't trash, because it absolutely was. But you could kind of just, like, laugh at them. And people realized they, like, kind of got the trick of, like, oh, you could just laugh at these people and you don't need to, like, take them seriously. Well, that's... Okay, yeah. Like, some some of my friends uh, don't really understand, like, why I'm into reality TV mm-hmm. suddenly. I wasn't into it until I moved to Seattle and, like, tried to make friends with people by watching reality TV with them. Um, but I don't know. It's the whole, the whole uh, joy um, in it is trash-talking people. and it, Well, not trash-talking, but just, like... I don't know. You're you're like, oh, they're so, yeah. Yeah, you're just like making fun of people. Yeah, with other people. Yeah, just surprisingly good-looking, dumb, dumb people in ridiculous situations who have ridiculous outlooks on life. Yeah, and it's yeah. like, would I say anything like smarter? Well, maybe a little bit, but like, <laughs> not that much. Um, yeah. But. It's pretty funny. Yeah. What if they made a reality show where you have to, like, start a podcast with a sexy stranger? <laughs> and then the trick is you had to, like, I don't know, either complete the podcast or, or like, get married. Or you, you, like, can't, like, hook up with them. You just have to, like, get really close to them and just record all these, like, podcasts with them. And so it would be, like, a, a podcast version of a reality show. So you would listen to the podcast over time and then hear the like tension grow and be like oh no like they ended up hooking up oh. <laughs> just hear kissing sounds <laughs> so like, ooh what's that macaroni <laughs> in a pot like... <laughs> yeah it's guacamole in your and the roof of your mouth getting <laughs> dripping down <laughs> um uh, it's okay only one of us is wearing new headphones so I can actually hear all the smulching the smulching yeah um yeah, that sounds like uh, the people who read Fifty Shades of Grey while like getting, I don't, while having like a sex toy applied to them, and they have to like keep reading as long as they can, or something, or they have uh-huh. to like read some text or other, um, while like while under uh, duress. Duress. <laughs> uh-huh. Yep. Yep. Uh, that's that's a show we can all get behind. Uh huh. I feel like there's probably some like, streaming service that has like kind of. Like X-rated reality show games or something. Yeah. Yeah. I I read like I took a TV class in college. Um, I read this really good book called uh, Heartland TV mm-hmm. about um, the like the American Heartland Heartland 
quote unquote and TV culture mm-hmm. throughout the 20th century. Very interesting. Mm. Very good book about mm-hmm. America and TV. Mm-hmm. Um, but there was talk about how a lot of networks, the reason why reality shows became so much more popular is because like it's so much cheaper to film. It's a thousand times cheaper to film a, a dumb reality show and you'll get just as much viewers, if not often way more viewers mm. of reality shows than, you know... A, carefully curated and expensive and you know build a set kind of a show mm-hmm. so i you know you don't see uh uh documentaries on uh hitler's secret bunker in world on in a history channel anymore it's like ancient aliens or ghost hunters railroad tracks you know ghost hunting <laughs> the railroad tracks yeah um yeah or like the discovery channel it's all just like like uh pawn stars now <laughs> pawn stars yeah yeah yeah. There's this great show called Oddities with this um, kooky couple, and they ran a, like, oddities shop, like a curiosity shop, and uh-huh. they would just have people come in with these strange, like, artifacts and bones or a sword or, like, a corpse or just, like, very weird shit. And they would come in. It was basically, like, a pawn shop, but mm-hmm. for kooky, weird items. Mm-hmm. It was one of my favorite reality shows that I used to watch. Oh, man. Yeah. It's called Oddities. <laughs> I'm very into that idea. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Would you start your own shop? Uh, pawn shops have always really fast. Well, they have not always fascinated me, but I'm really fascinated with them. And I'm fast because, like, there could be a, I don't know, some, just the, the potential to find some, like, weird cursed artifact in there. Like, maybe I just want, maybe I'm envisioning an antique shop and that's, I, I actually actually haven't been in many pawn shops, so maybe I'm giving it more of an Indiana Jones vibe than they actually have, but yeah, I would start a pawn shop just to get, like, weird items. Yeah. Remember when I was young, I really wanted, like, a samurai sword set? Uh-huh. I think I saw that movie, The Last Samurai, with Tom Cruise, and I was like, oh, that looks so cool, uh-huh. and I wanted to get, like, <laughs> a whole samurai sword and a katana set. Yeah. I used to, like, look up, look them up online, just look at them, like, that's so shiny. Yeah, I would just want someone to bring in a like tattered old book, and I open it up, and it just like transports me to another universe. That's what I envision. Like Jumanji. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Or those things in Harry Potter where you the port key you touch them, yeah, and yeah, 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 swirl yeah, you into exactly. a different location. Yeah, that's what I imagine my career as a pawn shop owner would look like. Yeah. And you cats. seem more like a li- like a librarian than a pawn shop person. Hmm, a librarian. Yeah, like a librarian. You know, restricted. Section. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, yeah. okay. Why? Why would you have a restricted section at a library? Yeah, that's and just not inviting. assume that kids aren't aren't gonna yeah. just clamor over that. Yeah, yeah. Well, that was just at Hogwarts. I haven't actually seen restricted sections in real life. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, that's not true. There are like delicate manuscripts that can't be touched by mortal hands. Mm. Mortal hands. Mm-hmm. Dirty fingerprints. Yeah. Yeah. You think of how many, like, hands books pass through. Like, you touch an object and, you know, you you touch a book. You, like, take out a book from the library. And it's like, who all has read that? Like, so many people have touched that book and 
Yeah. Maybe while they're on the toilet. I mean, how maybe. about money, too? Yeah, money. Touch money. We touch yeah. money way more often than money's library really books. Money is really gross. I, yeah. I actually, like, I don't touch my face or any other part of my body after touching money. Mm-hmm. I'm glad that we're more into plastic these days and Venmo. Mm-hmm, yeah. Whenever I find someone who, like, doesn't use Venmo, it kind of, I don't know, weirds me out. Right, right. I mean, most of, like, our parents don't because they don't have to. <laughs> and so they're, know. like, weirded out. And they're like, like, you mean oh, you transfer money like, yeah. with your app? Yeah. yeah, plastic. It's, it's like, quick and efficient. Or just write me a check. No. <laughs> write you a check. Yeah. Well, we're not old ladies. We don't write checks. We don't write checks when we buy groceries. <laughs> checks are so, yeah, I just, checks are so faulty. Like, you can easily lose them, damage them. Mm-hmm. Money is also, like, not real anyway, so. So I've heard, so I've been told. I don't, yeah. Yeah, modern monetary theory. Mm-hmm. If we all collectively believe, then it's true. If we all collectively turn our backs on it, like, uh. The Merlin movie where they like turn their backs on Morgan Le Fay. I don't see okay. that. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like we've been talking about that for a long time. I know. You're reading should. The Mists of Avalon. We keep talking about yeah. like the Merlin miniseries with Sam, Mark Sam, uh, what's his name? Yes. Uh, da, da, yeah. Yeah. Sam Neill. Sam Neill. Is that his name? Yeah, Sam Neill. Sam Neill? Sam Neill. Okay. Yeah. Sounds like Samuel if you say it fast. Yeah. Sam Neill. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, Mist of Avalon. I actually was listening, <laughs> I was going back, because I was chatting with Ian, and I was going back to that episode we recorded with Ian, and I heard us talk about Mist of Avalon, and that's what inspired me to reread it during the spooky season, and mm-hmm. that was a great choice. Yeah. Very misty. Misty. Misty, mythical, magical. Yeah, I just think of some... Icelandic metal music and some Viking warrior just emerging from the mist mm-hmm, mm-hmm. on a on a boat. Yeah, <laughs> with a sword in hand. Yeah, there have been some good creepy misty days. It was like we went from smoke to mist this season. It was all like smoky, and then right before the rain came, um, I don't. I just. I felt like smoke and mist were kind of blurred. There was like a little bit of mist in the mornings, and I couldn't tell whether it was smoke or or mist. Mm-hmm. Very smoke, eerie. mist, fog, clouds, overcast. Yeah. Heat. Lots of vagaries. Vagaries. <laughs> this microphone is like embedded in like a jar of dog treats right now. You can hear the pattering in the background of uh, Edward, the three-legged dog, just pitter-pattering around the kitchen. Probably looking for these treats. Yeah. I don't think he eats them. I don't think he even knows it exists. Uh-huh. Well, you really? can really hear that on the microphone. <laughs> Sounds like two chalks you're, like, chalking together. Yeah. And drop them. They both weigh 100 pounds each. Yeah, I wouldn't want to eat these either. But the mic, it's a uh, ice cream cone-shaped. Uh-huh, yeah, I don't think that has a lot of significance to it. <laughs> That'd be cool if you could, like, create shapes of food with other food, and they would just become that food. <laughs> yeah. You're listening to the 5 o'clock high hour. <laughs> Got these two roses in front of us here in this jar, and one of them is humongously bigger than the other. Yeah, I was at a Barry Grounds coffee shop uh, the other day, and this is, I think, Halloween. People were just like 
walking in there dressed as different things, and this person was just giving out these roses to everybody, and so I ended up with two of them. The rose peddler. The rose peddler. (laughs) What are you peddling? (laughs) Um, It was just funny on Halloween day. Like, it was like a Monday. So I'm walking around, and people are at work. I can see people behind desks, people at kiosks, people at lobbies. Um, And, like, people just dressed up really elaborately, like, putting it, looked like, covered in makeup, like a Dorothy outfit or a Tin Man or just uh, all these different outfits I saw. And then they're just, like, sitting at a reception desk, just, like, answering phone calls or talking to a customer. Mm -hmm. And we're just trying to pretend, like, the person in front of me is not dressed head to toe in something insane. (laughs) Uh, but we're, but the, you're still at work. So it's like weird that the idea of like, well, you still have to come to work, but you can dress up. It's like, okay, so now I'm just like buying like dog food, dog food from a zombie or something. You know? Or I'm just uh, at the bank with uh, like Raggedy Ann. <laughs> yeah, this year I was really faced with the dilemma of uh, whether to just like scrounge together an outfit or buy something or borrow something. I don't know. I just, I felt a lot of, uh, I felt like this was my, my chance to have some frivolity in my schedule. And so I really wanted to come up with a great Halloween costume and I felt that pressure, but then it's like, I was going to Goodwill like the day of this party and everyone was, uh, and, and then we like stopped by Spirit Halloween really fast. I didn't find anything, of course. Everything was picked over, but everyone was like frantically looking for shit to wear. And that's when I was like, I don't know about this whole like, I'd, like coming up with a costume that you have to like buy a lot of pieces for. Mm-hmm. Um, like it's fun, but how can how can we make do with what we have in our closet? <laughs> How can we make do in these hard times? And these are hard times. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, my housemate, like, she spent so much time scrounging up this costume. She didn't even end up wearing it at all. She just wore, like, a sweater during Halloween. But she was making it, and that's super cool. Yeah. There were a couple of really cool handmade ones there. Yeah, definitely. That party. We threw we threw a little Halloween party in our forest. Mm-hmm. It was fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But then you have to also find something warm. That's the other big dilemma. Mm-hmm. Is it's like wet and rainy and cold. It, had, it wasn't rainy yeah. that night, thankfully. I don't think I was. I don't think I got invited to any like indoor Halloween party. Oh no, there was a our friend Misha's party yeah. about two weeks earlier. That was yeah. fun. That was fun. That was good. I enjoyed going to that one. That was like the perfect size too. Yeah. Yeah. So I need to get like a full chicken outfit next year. Yeah. It's, uh, you know, a, f- a substantial onesie, a warm onesie costume. Yeah, that's what these outdoor parties are for, just warm onesie costumes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yes. <sighs> cool. Well, I think I'm, how you doing? I feel like I'm... I'm all out. I'm all out. <laughs> I'm all out of it. All out of juice. This is good. We're, we're just uh, greasing up the wheels. We're just, yeah. take, we're just taking the pot out for a spin. Taking the pot out for a little joy ride. Go, don't, 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 don't put water on it. I'm not getting water on it. No, you can't hear that. You can't hear okay, it. Okay. It sounds like it's being fluffed. Okay. Cool. Okay, we'll be back soon with more guests. Goodbye. Yeah, bye.